One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sports. I'm John Norman. Alongside me, Jared Kimber. Um, if this podcast had been released two hours previously, I probably wouldn't be here. It would just be Jared. I'd be sulking, maybe drinking heavily. Uh, but the drinking heavily can wait. Uh, we can look back at uh, another ridiculous day of Test cricket. We are lucky to be alive, and you're lucky to be with us. I'm sure. Let's get on with the show. Sarah Kimber, wow. Here we are again at the end of another day's Test cricket, which uh, completely and utterly, it was compelling, it confounded expectation. And uh, as you said just moments ago, can you remember when England were about to lose the Ashes? I mean, it, it was hilarious. You know, as an avid user of cricket Twitter, sitting there watching everyone go absolutely mental, go, this is it, this is the end. You know, Dave Tickner, the editor of Cricket 365, just furious in every tweet and... And people being like, this is... And then, and then they bowled them out for 177. 179? I, can't, I don't even know. They bowled them out for nothing, which A, shows the short attention spans we have as human beings, but also the fact that neither team is really that good. You've got one team not bowling well, bowling out the other one for 179, who actually probably batted pretty well for them. But isn't that the brilliance of cricket? You just, depending on how confident or uh, how lacking in confident you are, you just process that and you put that onto the scorecard so when it read 136 for two suddenly you're thinking oh no David Ward 100 I can't think of anybody worse to get one Australia going to score 300 this is going to go to Monday my wife's going to kill me and here we are bowled out for 179 when they're about there was that period where they bowled badly, so maybe between 100 and 130 especially. But when they are about two for 100, I looked up and I thought, they could still be out for 130 here. That didn't quite happen, they, they, but they still were bowled out. They basically lost their last eight wickets for 40-odd. So I wasn't far off. You could see it happening. But um, it does say that in helpful conditions, what modern batsmen uh, struggle with. Uh, and also, um, you know, if you, once you get it right with the ball, you can do wonders, uh, wondrous things. And that's kind of what happened today. Well, if you look at my notes there, which I wrote about three hours ago, I actually thought to myself, blimey, it's going to be a day when play of the day isn't one of Joffrey Archer or Steve Smith. But uh, it's not David Warner. Play of the day must surely be Steve, Steve Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's Joffrey, isn't it? it? It's interesting. I don't think he bowled that well this morning. Um, he got the first wicket. Um, and when he came back on, when they had that disastrous was it post-tea session? I'm so confused now because yeah. we'll talk about that later. I'm going to be bringing that up. But, um, that, you know, there was that period where he, he came back on and I didn't think he bowled that well, but he got it together. Why 
and when he gets it together, he's so good. What I was really interested in today is he slowed himself down on purpose to pitch the ball up a little bit further because it was moving. That just shows that he is absolute, the next level player that I think we all hope he is. Um, although I wouldn't want to face him, to be fair. Um, and, I, you know, I, I just think that, you know, he, if he could slow it down and seam it around sideways on days like this, and then when it's a flat pitch ball at 95 miles an hour, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do to him other than hope he gets injured. Maybe that was a brilliant batting track. And Chris Wokes and Ben Stokes in that spell, that was normal bowling. It's just that Joffrey Archer, let's not forget Stuart Broad as well, against David Warner, some of those deliveries are absolutely insane. Again, it's that word. I keep using that word in relation to cricket, which has got to be a good thing. Story of the day. Well, it can't be Steve Smith or Joffrey Archer, but, uh, well, I'll tell you what would have been story of the day if Australia were 250 for three or four was Joe Root's decision to, uh, to bowl first, but vindicated and also... You know, even if Australia had been 250 for two at the end of the day, I still think he would have made the right call. It's just that his bowlers wouldn't have backed him up. I think, that's fair. I think story of the day is essentially the fact that uh, uh, England and bowl very well for huge portions of the day and they bowled Australia out for 179. I really think that's the... That's the story of the day. It might be the story of modern cricket, really, as much as anything now, where you, if you can get the ball roughly in the right area for a, in, in any sort of helpful conditions, and most pitches are helpful at the moment. I mean, um, India, were in all sorts in Antigua. Um, we've seen it in, in the Sri Lanka-New Zealand game as well. So bowlers are on top. So if you can get the ball in the right area for a, a period of time, batsmen don't seem to have any answer for it, realistically. So I think the story of the day is that you can bowl poorly and bowl a team out for 179. Well, for all of Joffre Archer's brilliance, he doesn't get ball of the day today. Uh, I think it's short broad getting out Travis Head. Travis Head is really weird. The more, more I look into him, I'm fascinated from him from an analytics point of view in that he can't play right arm bowling when it bowls around the wicket to him. And you would think as a left arm player, you would have faced so much of that in your life. And he also struggles when the ball's on his stumps, which most batsmen do not. That's where batsmen want the ball, right under their eyes. So it's really interesting. Um, and then today, I don't think any of that mattered, although those two things happened to him. I think it was the fact that Broad was basically, for a lot of the time, bowling to left hand is bowling off spin at 85 miles an hour. He's bowling around the wicket off spin. And it was incredible. And, and, and maybe he bowled better balls than Warner. Warner couldn't get any near, anywhere near them. But what he was trying to do to Warner, I think was trying to um, anger the ball in at the stumps and then move it away just out, uh, um, towards off stump. He d with Warner, it was moving so much, it was missing off stump by a mile and missing the outside edge. With head, it hit the stumps. It was just, it was an incredible ball. You, you know, uh, it's all well and good for me to say, look, this guy's got a weakness, but sometimes it's just like... I, what the thing I remember about that dismissal, and I went on air and I said, that is arguably the ball of the summer. It was that good was that the ball deflected to first slip off of the top of off stump and it looked like Joe Root had put down a chance. And then, of course, as the batsman walked off and Stuart Broad celebrated, we realised he'd been bowled. Shot of the day. Not sure I have anything specific. David Warner, who I suppose is worth talking about because uh, he made runs, although I'm not sure he batted well and I'm not sure he deserved... Peter Lawler, sorry to interrupt, wrote that was the, his best inning. One of, it will go down as one of his greatest innings which I found to be slightly surprising when you consider how many times, A, he should have been out, and B, he, he'd only scored 50 by that point. But anyway, we can maybe it will be. It, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, what are you saying? Yeah, it's not. 
Um, uh, but he did actually. I thought I thought he was in a better rhythm today. And other than the broad bit where broad was all over him, I th- actually thought some of the normal Warner batting was coming back. He's still he's got a problem with broad. He's not going to get past that. But in general, I think. Um, I thought he batted better, but there was one time where I think it might have been Jofra overpitched outside of stump, and he barely moved his feet and just punched it through covers. That's the w- shots of of Warner that we expect. Um, so that for me was the shot of the day. Um, there weren't many, to be fair. Tim Payne with a straight drive again, overpitched from Archer, just fraction. But part of me was thinking, am I putting that forward as my uh, shot of the day because I'm in a good mood because Australia have just lost two quick wickets? But no, your reaction suggests that I might have had something there. Anodyne press conference moment of the day. Well, how can there be anything anodyne about uh, Jofra Archer? Let's find out. Well, firstly, it means that I get to rest now. Um, we've been in the field all day. Um, it was a stop-start day as well, and it's really annoying. You know, you start to go balls, you start to, to, to bowl well, and then the rain takes you off, and then you got to start again. So, uh, for me, I'm over the moon to, to, to have gone six wickets today, but I'm equally happy just to get off now. The ball just started swinging randomly. Um, Probably from the Warner wicket, the, the over before the Warner wicket, the ball just started swinging out to nowhere. Um, I guess it probably got a bit dark again, a bit more overcast. So um, from then on, the ball was really good. But we thought it was going to be a repeat of Lords losing the first day. But um, luckily enough, we, we, we got a, a large portion of the game, well, of today, out of the way. So um, I think we shouldn't be in good stead for the rest of the four days. Yeah, it was probably a l- Probably a little bit bowler friendly today, to be honest. Um, at times, it did go a little bit flat. The ball stopped swinging, but it started again, and it was okay. Good day to ball. Rant of the day. Can I have a little rant? Um, do, have you got a rant? I got a big rant. Okay, can I just have a little one before you do your big one? Uh, why were they? Why did they? Why did they come off a bad light at about whatever time it is? I mean, I think King Cricket tweeted that the problem with the mucking around with, uh, you know, when you play cricket and when you go off a bad light is he, he basically tells the time by how many overs have been bowled in a day's play, which I thought was a pretty good line. Same thing is, T was just all over the place and the umpires took the... Uh, took them off for bad light when light hadn't seemed to get any worse than it had been for about 20 minutes and actually both the Labuschagne and Warner just hit fours anyway they went off for bad light then they kind of came back and then they decided to take tea and then of course what happened well it got lighter the sun came out and they could have played the crowd were annoyed they'd already lost about three hours of cricket it just seemed a bit stupid again that's my mini round of the day what's yours it's exactly the same thing, but I'm going to take it to another level. Why in this day and age do we need to keep stopping for tea and for lunch, right? Why can we not have a tea break? So at 4.06 p.m., they were off for bad light, and they said, we'll, we'll start our tea from 4.10. What, what happened to those four minutes, John? Yeah. All these people have paid for their tickets. As you said, it was actually bright. We could have played cricket. So we've, we've lost four minutes, and that's one over of the day. People don't deserve that. But also, in this, we know that in one-day cricket, teams can pl- bowl for three and a half hours. We don't need the breaks that we have. We should be more flexible. And we, it, it's, it's a, we've come to a point now where it is ridiculous the way that we, that we organise this game. We should be looking at fitting more overs into the day. And we haven't moved on from 90, which is ridiculous. We should be up to uh, 100 by now anyway. We should be enforcing the amount of overs that teams play. We should be flexible with the breaks. Or we should get rid of one altogether. I just don't understand the point of this. I, I couldn't believe it when we had day-night cricket and they literally went, oh, we're going to have tea and lunch still. I know they're not in that order anymore and they've changed them around, but it's like, why? 
Why do we need that? We should be making it better for spectators. Well, Jamie O'Hara, who was presenting Drive today with Adrian Durham, asked me the question. I went on a full-on rant about it. And he said, what are they doing? And I had no idea. Because it's not like they've just been batting for two hours. They hadn't been. They've been batting for about 20 minutes. So what were they doing? You know, I did see one good sign today, and I can't remember who, which umpire it was, but someone um, stopped Labuschagne from changing his gloves two minutes after he changed his gloves. But that happens, has to happen all the time. This needs to be a, a you know a movement from the top, and I, I'm hoping actually the new. Um, uh, CEO of the ICC, uh, Manu Sani, who's actually talked about um, uh, fan engagement and, and, and looking after fans. You, you look at other sports and they go out of their way to to help fans. Cricket just never has, and it never and it never does. And I just don't. I'm just not sure anymore why we need a lunch and a tea break. I'm not sure why we need all these extra breaks. And c- certainly on days like today, where there was no cricket played, hmm. it's just a pointless exercise. Unluckiest of the day. Well, uh, I mean, you have to go to England there because uh, even though they didn't bowl well in that middle period, that early period where they keep be- beating the bat, I mean, they, they beat the bat, I think, over 40 times and didn't get an edge. That doesn't happen. If you beat the bat that much, you, you're supposed to be getting a wicket every 12 balls. That's a lot of Rory Burns out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was almost a Rory Burns level um, innings at times there from Australia. So it, it, you're supposed to be getting a wicket every 12 play and misses, and Australia were 43 before they, they'd even got a wicket to one. So I, I think that's a bit of unlucky uh, for England. But I also want to talk about um, – oh, no, actually, you, you um, don't you have another cricket? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crick- Crickviz stat, brilliant stat from uh, the Crickviz analyst. In the first 25 overs, Australia played 34% full shots. Uh, since records began, admittedly only as far back as 2006, Australia batted in 259 test innings and only three times has that been worse, right? In those three innings where they've had a worse full shot percentage record, they were bowled out for 60 47 and 88. And you've got to say, Jared, if you take that partnership of Warner, who was so fortunate, and Labuschagne out of the equation, they could have been bowled out for less than 100 today. Yeah, I think if England had stuck to it or England just had a bit more luck, I think that would have happened. But the other very unlucky thing is, it, well, England even got a lucky wicket in all this because Matthew Wade was bowled off his side pad from a ball going well down leg side. And, and I... So I don't know if I've, we've talked about this before. It's a really weirdy, nerdy thing. But the way that – I'm going to touch you on the leg here. I'll touch you on the thigh. The way that thigh pads work, right? Jared is touching me. <laughs> the way that thigh pads work is sometimes when the ball hits the underside of the touch, thigh pad. Touching me again. It, it, the ball then trickles around to the back. Still touching. <laughs> trickles around. from So the front of the thigh. I've got my hands on the front of John's thigh. As long thigh. as there's no cupping. <laughs> the front of, I've got my hand on the front of John's thigh. I'm now moving my hand around the back. So it basically runs around the back of the thigh pad to the hamstring. So what happens is a ball... That, <laughs> <laughs> a ball, a ball that is going to miss leg stump, um, essentially goes back onto the stumps because it gets caught in the trousers and the thigh pad, and it spins back. And that's what happened to Wade. The only thing I would say with Wade is I also hit his glove, so it may have been unlucky. It was, it was even more unlucky because yeah. we have seen that dismissal before. This was even more unlucky because it actually bounced forward off the thigh pad, then back off his glove, and then onto leg stump. Yeah. Hilarious. Which brings us to <laughs> lol. There were a few lols today. I mean, that was from an English perspective, the Matthew Wade dismissal. But what about... Actually, there was Labuschagne's dismissal as well. Filthy full toss. He missed. Given out LBW, immediately reviewed. 
for whatever reason, I have no idea because no, I, I suppose it was it was Labuschagne. But but I love that because he reviewed. He was angry at himself for missing the full yeah. toss. Then he reviewed. Then he was angry at himself for reviewing because he could. T- he knew he was going to be out. It was great. He was just full of anger. He was, but he'd been angry because Pat Cummins had reviewed his LB, his caught behind, which went up on the big screen. They were still moaning about that, even though it showed a, a deviation. Well, Do you know why? It, there's a reason, because if you have a look, the deviation comes up on the screen before the ball is at the bat. So whatever sound it was, was before, and the umpire never seemed to look at that. And, and I'm not saying he, the umpire actually made a wrong decision, because it's a really tricky one, and I, I still back the decision. What I don't back is the fact that he didn't look to see if that's what the problem was. And I've seen this before with umpires, and when, once they see the spike, they just go with it, and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense, because where the spike starts, the ball is nowhere near the bat. <laughs> so plenty of lols, but my biggest lol of the day was again Labuschagne, I don't know what it is about balls in the uh, uh, coming in, <laughs> coming into the batsman. He missed that full toss, but yeah, he he got poleaxed, and it isn't just the fact that he got properly poleaxed. There are batsmen that get hit in the box and they go down in stages. There are batsmen that get hit in the box and you know immediately it's bad. But the reaction and the indifference from the England team, the hoots from the crowd, you usually get. But uh, yeah, that was my lull of the day. Well, Ben Stokes went up to chat to him about it, didn't it, uh, after what happened with him in the last one. The Molo of the day was the, one of the five overthrows. There were two five oh, overthrows yeah. there. But the, the other oh, one where no. the ball hit the bat and it went for four and England fans started booing and then caught themselves mid-boo and went, wait a minute, we won a World <laughs> Cup with that. And it just, the boo just died. Like, it was swallowed by the whole crowd at once. It was like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. Mistake of the day. Well, it would have been. You could, we could have been arguing about Joe Root's decision to to bowl first. We're not, but certainly at one stage that could have been seen as a mistake of the day. Aside from that, anything come to mind? No, um, I don't think that was a mistake. I mean, uh, something happened with England after tea or whatever period that was um, when Wokes and Stokes just couldn't get it right. I'm not sure if that counts as mistake as the day, but they, they certainly weren't bowling very well for a long period of time, which in general is a mistake. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think anyone really made a mistake. It would have been interesting to see what Payne had done. I think Payne might have batted. Did he say that at the toss? He did, but you never quite know. Now that would have been a mistake of the day. And lastly, moment of the day. Moment of the day is probably Jofra Archer coming off after his first five-wicket haul. Um, I mean, what an incredible bowler he is already. Uh, the fact that he's bowled completely differently in his two tests just shows, um, the, you know, the talent that he has. Um, and watching him come off there. Um, also, he's changed his hairstyle for both tests, which I really respect. And I'm hoping that he plays 100 tests and tries 100 different hairstyles. Do you know the thing is, Jared, if you look at the front of the program over here, it's Joffre Archer. Back of the Times, Joffre Archer. Back of the Guardian, Joffre Archer. And the same thing's going to be tomorrow. You know, that is the great thing cricket has got its superstar uh, and he's a guy that is going to demand headlines he's so he's just got it um, and that can only be a good thing moment today and throughout really yes thanks uh, we'll be back tomorrow after day two at Headingley uh, here in Leeds uh, you're listening to the following on podcast subscribe and review on uh, Acast or iTunes we'll see you tomorrow Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.